Thank you. Oh, it's so good to see you. And um, what a day Easter is. We were, um, Pete and I were just praying earlier this morning, and um, in our prayers we, we were reflecting on the fact that every day for us as Christians is Resurrection Day. We always live in the good of the resurrection, and yet there is something just doubly special about Easter Sunday as we particularly uh, look back and see that our Savior has risen. Uh, it is very much the greatest day in history. And so that's, that's the title of this little mini message that I'm going to bring this morning. Uh, kids, these slides are really for you, so keep an eye on the screen. But adults, you're very welcome to um, join in and enjoy them as well along the way. Uh, if you've ever done a bit of history at school, you'll know that there are certain days in history that seem to change the world forever. Sometimes things happen that mean life can never be the same again. History is full of these moments, some of them really big, some of them small. And I want to begin this morning by reminding us of three world-changing historical events. And then I'm going to point to a fourth and final one, which far outdoes all of the rest. You can guess what that one is. I'm going to point to a day more important, more exciting, and more life-changing than all of the others put together. But I'm going to start with the other three, because I feel like we should build up to it. Build up the anticipation. So first of all, can we have the next slide? Here we go. Who knows who this is? Kids, can you, someone shout out, who do you think this is? Neil Armstrong, I heard it, yep. Excellent. And what did he do? I think I heard the moon. Landed on the moon. Thank you, Jane. Yep, I need, I need all the help I can get. Uh, Neil Armstrong, first man on the moon. And he had these famous words, didn't he? And I don't know whether this will work. This, I'm sure there was a better way of doing this. But um, Isaac, is this one on? These are his famous words. Can I get that on that? Okay, I just checked uh, getting back up to that first step. Uh, it's uh, that hasn't collapsed too far, but uh, it's that. Wait for it. It's one small step for man. There we go. Those famous words, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Neil Armstrong went where no man had gone before. Until that day in July 1969, no human being had ever stepped foot on the moon. But ever since that day, human beings have been able to say, man has been to the moon. Okay, next up, who knows what this man discovered in 1928. This is a little bit harder. Anyone know? Can you guess what kind of thing do you think he discovered, judging by his coat and what he's... Penicillin, yeah. He discovered, this is Alexander Fleming, he discovered a medicine called penicillin. When we get ill, penicillin and other antibiotics, they can be used to attack the infection in our body and make us well. And since it was discovered, penicillin and other medicines like it have changed the world we live in. Many illnesses and diseases that used to be deadly can now be treated easily. And it's estimated that over 200 million lives have been saved since his discovery. Okay, thirdly, who knows what this is? I heard aeroplane. Whose aeroplane is it? What's special about this one? The Wright brothers. And the first aeroplane, this is the first 
powered aeroplane, the first test flight of it, 17th of December, 1903. Can you imagine a world without air travel? Here this morning, I think there are probably a number of people who have come from places all around the world to live in Bristol, and many of them wouldn't be here if it wasn't for aeroplanes. Before aeroplanes, it took anything uh, up to many weeks to get to America by boat. Now you can do it in eight hours. It used to take more than a month to get to Australia by boat. Now you can get to Australia in a day. The invention of the aeroplane has meant that we can travel to all sorts of exciting places where we might never have gone to before. So air travel has changed the world forever. Penicillin has changed the world forever. And so has putting a man on the moon changed the world forever. But none of these succeed in being the greatest day in history. They're not even close. Another day in history easily beats them all, something that changed the world more than all these other amazing days put together. And this most amazing day happened 2,000 years ago. At the very first Easter when Jesus Christ died on Good Friday and rose from the dead on Easter Sunday. And the Bible describes what happened that first Easter of being of the greatest possible importance. 1 Corinthians 15, it describes it as being of first importance, that Christ died for our sins, that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day. So I want to take just the next 10 minutes this morning to explain why these Easter events not only far surpass those other three historical events, but why the Easter events are without a shadow of the doubt the greatest day, the greatest days in all of history. First of all, first reason it's the greatest day. We said that Neil Armstrong stepped foot on the moon. And when he did that, he went where no man had gone before. And it was amazing. But on the first Easter Sunday, Jesus also stepped foot where no one has been before. And it was somewhere even more incredible than the moon. He stepped foot out of a tomb. Now you see, lots of people, they get carried into tombs. Being carried into a tomb, that's not unusual. Tombs are very much a one-way street. The dead go into them. They don't come out of them. And they certainly don't walk out of them of their own accord. But Jesus did walk right out of his tomb. He died and was buried and then rose to life again. So that as we heard in the reading that Pete brought, when Mary arrived at the tomb to anoint his body, she met him outside his own tomb, not inside it. And he looked so alive and well that she mistook him for the gardener. To step foot out of the tomb is even more amazing than to step foot onto the moon. And what makes it even more amazing still is that Jesus invites each one of us to follow in his footsteps. Some of us here might like the idea of following in Neil Armstrong's footsteps. Others of us will be like, no way am I going into space. That's a terrifying thought. But surely all of us would like to follow in the footsteps of Jesus to one day rise from the dead. Well, here's what makes this Easter day the best of all days. While few people will ever have the chance to do what Neil Armstrong did, Jesus has made a way for all who trust in him to take the far more astonishing step to walk right through death and out of our tombs and to join him on the other side, alive and well with him forever. Here's a promise that Jesus makes about his resurrection and ours. 
He says, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after they have died. Anyone who believes in me will live even after they have died. As it says in my favorite Michael Tinker song, and kids, you might be familiar with Michael Tinker and his amazing songs. He says in one verse of his, one of his songs, He, Jesus, has turned my tomb into a bed from which I'll wake as if from sleep. For just as Jesus rose from the grave, I will rise to be with him. You don't need to be a highly trained astronaut to rise from the grave with Jesus. You just need to put your trust in him. And that makes Easter Sunday and the resurrection immeasurably more life-changing than the moon landing. Okay, secondly, Easter is also more life-saving than the discovery of penicillin. That Bible verse we read out earlier on about Jesus' death and resurrection being of first importance, it says specifically, Jesus died for our sins. When most people die, it's not for a particular purpose. It's just really sad. But when Jesus died, it was for the most incredible purpose. It wasn't a tragedy, but a victory. It's why we call the day it happened on Good Friday. Not Bad Friday, but Good Friday. Because Jesus died there for our sins. Sin is the word the Bible uses to describe what we do when we try to live without God. Describes all the ways we ignore what God is like. All the ways we disobey what God has said. Our sin is like this barrier between us and God. Sin is the most deadly sickness of all if it's left untreated. Now, we said earlier on there are some illnesses, many illnesses, that can be treated with penicillin or antibiotics. Illnesses that were once deadly but are no longer deadly can easily be cured. That's why when we get ill, sometimes the doctor gives us medicine. Kids, you might get that uh, banana-flavored penicillin they give sometimes. I kind of liked it as a kid, but it's not to everybody's taste. But the doctor gives it to us because he wants to make you better. And the medicine is the only cure. But while medicines can cure a whole lot of illnesses, no medicine in a bottle can cure us from our sin. The only medicine for sin is the one God provided on Good Friday when he sent his son Jesus to die on a cross for us. There, Jesus took the disease of sin upon himself. Isaiah 53 says, Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. Jesus' death is such a perfect cure for our sin that the Bible says the moment we trust in him, and ask him to rescue us, our sin is completely forgiven and forgotten and cured forever. We are made well in that moment in the deepest possible way imaginable. And that makes Jesus' death far more life-saving than the life-saving discovery of penicillin. But we're not quite done yet this morning. There's one more reason, a third reason Jesus' death and resurrection are the most important events in all of history. And that's because of the destination that Jesus' death is able to take us to. 
I said earlier that air travel has changed the world, hasn't it, by allowing us to get to exciting and exotic places much more quickly and easily. But the best and most life-changing destination a human being can get to, it's not a holiday in Spain or France or Italy or even Australia. The best and most life-changing destination a human being can possibly be taken to is to God himself. A jumbo jet, it can take you all around the world, but even the fastest jet plane cannot take us back into relationship with God. But Jesus' death and resurrection can. That's what Jesus' friend Peter says in 1 Peter 3.18. Christ suffered for our sins once for all time to bring you, to fly you, if you like, safely home to God. No aeroplane, no rocket will get us there. Only what happened that first Easter can bring us safely home to God. And there is nowhere better for us to be. Nothing that will so transform our lives both now and forever than being brought back into a relationship with God. So I hope this morning we can see why the things that happened that first Easter make it the greatest day in all of history. Jesus died for our sins on Good Friday. He did it so that he could open a way for us to live forever with God. And then two days later, he rose from the dead, stepping foot where no man has gone before, out from his tomb, and promising the same life after death for everyone who is willing, even this morning, for the first time, to put our trust in him. Easter changes everything. For just as Jesus rose from the grave, we will rise to be with him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the events of that first Easter. Lord, the greatest day in all of history, a plan that you set out and into motion before history began. Lord, we thank you this morning that that greatest day affects and changes us this morning in the most unimaginable, thrilling and life-changing way. Lord, we thank you that Jesus died and rose so that we might trust in him and have our sins forgiven and step into new life with him today and, and know the certain hope of a resurrection life with him after death. Oh, Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We celebrate today this glorious good news. Lord, fill us afresh with your spirit and help us now as we sing more of what you have done for us that first Easter. Amen.